What's going on, beloved? This is BJ Clark, and I want to welcome you to a special Kingdom Life podcast. I've been walking with the Lord for 25 years, and during that time, He has graced my life with some wonderful people who've made so many deposits, have been a blessing to me, folks I love all my heart. And I want to take this moment to introduce you to them. Welcome to The Voyage, your story, His glory, here on the Kingdom Life Podcast. Praise the Lord, beloved. This is BJ Clark, and I want to welcome you to another Kingdom Life podcast, The Voyage, Your Story, His Glory. And I am excited. I have my special guest, my big brother in the Lord, Bishop Marcus Davis. He's down in Florida. He's in uh, from In Him Focus Ministries. And I'm telling you, I've been like walking on the ceiling thinking about this man of God being on the podcast on tonight. I hope you are ready to have your socks knocked off has some marvelous insight. This man has definitely been a blessing to my life and I definitely wanted to bring him on the podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I present to you Bishop Marcus Davis. How are you, sir? What's good, man? I got a, I am fantastic, man. God is definitely good and I just don't want to talk too much, man. So I want to be open to whatever God wants us to do tonight. But yes, it's a blessing. Sir. Thank you so very much. Yes, sir. I'm honored to have you on, sir. So if you don't mind, just tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Man, I'm from San Diego, California, man. I'm from over there, which people call the ghetto. I'm from that area, uh, an area where it's a lot of uh, folks that uh, you got to tread lightly around. So it's a lot of gangs and things of that nature. And I was on one sect of gangs growing up as a young man. And so had a single mother, had my father, you know, who had me honor him. Uh, but my mom was a single mom. My father was incarcerated in and out of jail all his life, the whole nine, and uh, just raised up. God brought me up in a time such as this, and I'm grateful for that. I'm still amazed that God would have used somebody like me uh, to go around and preach the gospel, uh, people who've given their lives up for. So I'm still in awe. I'm still that kid, that guy who way back in 84, 85, man, I said, God, would you just go ahead and use me, all the stuff that I've done, the people I've hurt that if you can use me, I'll roll with you for the rest of my life. And so he's been true to his word, man. He's been holding on to me. I have not been holding on to him. He's been grabbing me. He's been guiding me. He's been watching over me. He's been gracing me. He's been just showing off through me. And so I'm grateful. I'm that guy who remembers way back when that guy came into his life in, uh, on 4th of July, man, 4th of July, man. Yeah, it was one of the experiences that God wanted to make sure that I understood that it was him and that he was serious about his call testimony that time period I was up there in a camp when had a lot of professional athletes and I was up at a camp that had a lot of NFL coaches and things of that nature and so I was up there with one thing on my mind which is to you know show my uh, athletic ability and dominate uh, and God had another thing in mind uh, my coach back then he was my head coach his last name was Bishop uh, he wanted me to go to this camp and he says free of charge go to this camp man you'll be blessed the whole nine got up there and they were just singing songs of Kumbaya. And I'm like, let's just, let's, let's compete. You know, what are we singing for? Let's get after this thing. Long story short, man, by the third, fourth day, man, I was up there eating three meals a day, feeling bad that I was eating three meals a day, uh, called home and told my mom, I'm coming back home. I said, I can't be up here. I'm just feeling bad, man. I'm up here eating. And I know you guys are not eating back there and I want to come oh, back wow. home and help. 
And she said, Marcus, just stay. God's got a plan for your life. And I said, man, I've been hearing it all my life. And I said, no, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. And by that time, uh, the uh, offensive coordinator for the San Diego Chargers, he walked by at that time and he just said, what's going on, my brother? And I said, man, I'm going home. I feel bad. My, my mom's not eating and my, my sister's not eating and I normally help out. And he said, ah, oh, God's got a plan for your life. And I was like, ah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And so we went back into this assembly that we had, man. And so got inside of there. And next thing you know, that same person got up there and he said, we have a brother back home, man, who's feeling bad. You know, he's not having things and we need to help him out. If somebody can give tonight, we just want to bless him. And that's the first time I heard God kind of prick my heart and say, give. I didn't have a lot of money. I think probably had maybe two, three bucks, but I heard that like, give i never really heard that before and so i said you know what uh, let me give but i'm gonna let you know that i wasn't super spiritual back then so as i gave i was watching off trade go around so i could make sure i know how to get my money back but i need to get it so <laughs> you know it went all the way around and then by the end of the thing i was getting ready to leave out with everybody else and the guy said hold up hold up he said here man i just want to bless you and let you know that god has a plan for your life and so it was a bible a bible cover i still have that today and inside that Bible cover was all the money that they raised. And he uh -huh. says, man, God's got, yeah. And I have never had anybody give to me during that time period. I was a taker, learning how to be a, a junior taker, to be an older taker. And so I would just take things, whatever I wanted to. And this time somebody gave to me. And so God has really rocked my world, blew my socks off. So by the end of the week, after singing them Kumbaya songs, next thing I know, I find myself walking outside and saying, God, if you can use me just like I am. I'll roll with you for the rest of my life. I said, man, God, uh, you know all my stuff. You know everything that I've done. And next thing you know, I all of a sudden see fireworks. And so I'm super spiritually deep that time. I'm going like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And I start crying. I, got, I hear you, I hear you. And this guy comes up to me, man. He comes next to me. He says, hey, man, you like the 4th of July? You like the fireworks? And I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, homie, I like that. I like that. <laughs> but God make it, made an impression in my life and in my heart to let me know that it's his signature in my life and in my uh, heart. And I'm grateful for that, man. And so, uh, you know, I hear people call me bishop, and I'm grateful for that. And I respect everybody in their perspective places, whether it be the fivefold ministry or whatever. But I'm Marcus, man. I really am. And I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful that God uh, looked beyond my faults and gave me what I needed. Uh, and the next thing you know, he allows me to use his word. So when I hear people say that was a great sermon, I'm like, man, I'm preaching Mark's words or Paul's words or, you know, Jesus's words. Like, I can't take credit for none of that stuff, man. I don't have no Bible of Marcus, you know, or something like that. So it's good. So that's where I'm from in a nutshell from San Diego, California. My mom, my sister, I have another half sister. I've got family out there in San Diego, California. Grandmother who's been in the Lord all of her life, man. And she's 90 something years old. And she's walking uh -huh. by faith. Yeah, she's walking by faith, and she's the one that if you want to know who God is, the family I come from, and the things that have happened in my family, man, you look at her, you go like, yeah, God is real. Yeah, God is real. Wow. She can still be remain standing and still in the in the hood, uh, and still no one touches her. Yeah, we know there's a God. Yeah, know we know sir. there's a God. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So like, let me ask you, um, when you were at the camp, was that where you gave your life to the Lord, or, or how did you come into the Lord? Man, that's really where it was. You know, I've been raised up in the church, per se. Uh, I've been in every kind of church you can think about, man. Baptist, I've been in Pentecostal, I've been in holiness churches growing up as a kid. Uh, and so the only thing I liked about church as a young person growing up is couldn't wait for a vacation Bible school. 
you know, because I gave you cookies and juice. And so I was like, let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. And so I'd go there for that, uh, you know, and I hear people talk about it, but it was just, for me, it was just so two different dichotomies where people would show one thing, but then you see them outside of there and they were like somebody different. I'd see deacons in the church, you know, on one bended knee, praying to the Lord and all that kind of stuff. But then after that, I'd see them smoking and doing everything else. I was like, oh man, this is just, or I see people in the choir singing and I next thing I know, I know they're going to the club. So I was like, nah, whatever. So that's the kind of mentality I had growing up, going to church. And I was like, okay, that's something we're supposed to do on Sundays. And so I would try to get out of it on Sundays. And then now I say in 84, 85, man, that was really, I said, God, you know, here I am. Uh, you know, if you can take me like I am, uh, man, I'll give you my life and I'll walk with you. And I didn't know how to really declare things and decree it out of my mouth. I didn't know, you know, my father in heaven. All. I just knew that, God, if you're, you're real like you say you are, man, if you can take me and you know all the things that I've done and all the things that I've done wrong, then I roll with you for the rest of my life. And so that's the point when I said, God, I come into my heart, come into my life. And, wow. and by that, I mean, I mean like this, man, I didn't have no three-step or 12-step program. All of a sudden, that boom. And I was like, I came home and I was like, I'm different. I'm new. He wow. said, I'm new. So I came home new, uh, stopped doing everything I did. I stopped hanging out. And I stopped doing all the stuff that I was trying to do, uh, trying to make a name for myself. And I said, God, here I am. And I stopped hanging with, uh, we had a thing called the quad in high school. So I stopped hanging on the quad with everybody. I was taking my, oh, that time I had a Bible that was given to me by this guy who played for the University of Pacific. His name was Big Mike. He gave me a Bible. That's another person up there who's at this camp. And he said, hey, brother, come over here. We're having a meeting with some brothers, man. We're just talking. And I was sharing from the Bible. Wow. He said, come through. And I came through and he was like talking. And next thing you know, he started crying. This big dude, 300 something pounds. And he was crying. I was like, what is up with this dude? Like he's super soft. I'm like, what is going on? Because I never seen anybody like that. I've never seen anybody cry. You know, where I'm from, it was just like, you know, you had to be hard. You had to do what you need to do when you need to do it and how you need to do it. But he did that and he said, and, and he was reading, and he says, Yeah, this is what the Bible says. I said, Man, ain't no Bible. Don't say thee, thou, and thus. He says, No, this is the NIV, New International Version. I said, I ain't never heard nothing like that. He said, yeah, man, this is this NIV. I said, man, that's in like how I talk. He said, yeah, you can have it. And he gave it to me. And I came home from up there in uh, that camp. And from that moment on going into my probably junior year, I was bringing my Bible to school. And I would be, instead of with everybody else on the quad, I'd take my Bible and go up there to the football stadium. And I'd go out there with my little combo meal, with my milk and my cheeseburger, my tater tots, man. And uh and next thing you know, I'm just eating that word up and I'm looking at it and reading wow. it and looking at it. And I'm like, wow, this is like, it's words I know and I can understand. Yeah. And I ate it up and I didn't know that was God putting deposits in my life and uh, wow. making sure that I can clearly hear his voice. And so I stopped hanging. I stopped, you know, slanging. I stopped doing all kinds of stuff, man. And next thing you know, God is like saying, yeah, I'm real. And I was going to Bible study, beating Bible, people to Bible study on Wednesday nights and making the first junior deacons because i've seen them guys being deacons yeah i said let me be a junior deacon then that's what i need to do let's go and i make everybody sit up front <laughs> and i made all these <laughs> the other you we up front we up front and it's like dang man i was like no nah, we, we ain't in the back no more we up front let's get up no, front. Right. and so man we did all of those kind of things and then god was just really real and, and you know impressed my heart to such a degree that i, I mean i ain't going nowhere else man i'm, I'm not going anywhere else you know <laughs>
Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Nice shirt. Where you get that from? The Kingdom Life. What's the Kingdom Life? Well, the Kingdom Life is an interactive Christian community and it's focused on promoting and encouraging impactful Christian living to help influence the culture and reshape this generation. Um, you know, they even got a weekly podcast that deals with relevant topics from a Christian mm. perspective and an apparel and accessory online store so you can oh, take wow. pride and represent the Christian lifestyle wherever you go. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So how do I sign up? Well, just visit thekingdomlife.com. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-L, the number one F-E dot com. And you can sign up there. All right. That is so awesome. I'm going to do it right now. Yes, sir. Let them know you about that life, the kingdom life. That's awesome. So that's when I gave myself to the Lord. I said, yeah, if you can take me just like I am. And then later on, I found out that uh, that he uses the foolish things of the world to compound the very wise. And I found out later on that God will take somebody, man, and just do something incredible in their life and show forth his glory. And so uh, I don't make myself any kind of reputation. I, I know who God is and I know what God has brought me from. And so I'm just grateful every single day, man. I wake up and say, you know, God, I have another chance to make an impression on whatever you want me to do today. And I pray that you're glorified with it. And I found out that he would uh, forgive me, you know, of my sins. I found out that he declares by his word that he will uh, erase my sins, man, and throw them away from the seat of forgiveness. And I was like, wow, you, you will do that? Like, for real? He was like, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. And I was just like mesmerized by God's grace. And I was mesmerized when I read the scripture later on that talks about that not only does he use the foolish things that confound the very wise, but it talks about while I was yet a sinner, he said he saved me. And I was like, so it wasn't because, and so I don't get, you know, hyped up on, you know, and I don't want you to come away from this or anyone on the podcast to come away from that I'm downing someone's title. I'm not. I don't get hyped up on the titles. I don't get hyped up on my title if somebody calls me that title. Because some may call me bishop, some may call me what's up, some may call me coach, some of them may say what up man, and all that kind of stuff. I'm just who I am through the grace of God. And so when I found out that he will uh, uh, called me while I was yet a sinner, uh, I was like, man, oh, we good, we good, man. So you knew me at my worst. I said, oh, we good, let's go, let's go. <laughs> you know, that's how I am with him. But yeah, that's good stuff, sir. Yeah. So, so out of uh, that's what over probably what 37 38 years you've been in the lord yeah yeah man so considering like during the time you've been in the lord um considering those you've served under those you've learned from who would you say has probably had the biggest influence or who may have had the biggest influences on your life other than jesus christ himself i would say apostle Burgess pearson met this this man of god uh, when I stayed in Missouri, man, it was some, through somebody else, uh, and he came to an area uh, and he taught. And I'll remember exactly what he was teaching about. Uh, that's how the impression he made in my life. He talked about four seasons. And then uh, I was like, man, this guy talking like I talk. He talked, mm -hmm. it makes sense. It's plain, it's simple. I was like, I like this guy. And it was at a time period, believe it or not, that God was putting in my heart that I needed a spiritual father. Uh, he said, I needed somebody. He pressed it upon my heart and said, I needed somebody to help me, to, to guide me, uh, because he knew that I was very um, 
anybody would try to take Lord over my life or take authority of my life, I was very contradicting to that. I didn't like that. And so I was really, even though I was a young man, I was against men, if that makes any kind of sense, because my wow. father wasn't there and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, mm, I don't want to hear anybody try to claim me. Uh, I had a stepfather who would do that when I played football and I had all kind of accolades in high school and he'd show up with the photo ops and I'd be like, like, what? Like, man. So I, I really didn't like that. And so yeah. when I met Apostle, he was a bishop then. And uh, I, I told the other guy, I said, hey, man, have him come to my house. And he came to, over to the house and, and I didn't know all the um, correct things to say uh, to a bishop or anything like that. I was just talking from my heart and talking real. And I told him, I said, listen, if you're not going to be in contact with me, we can save it right now. We can go our separate ways. Life is good. It's okay. I'm good. I'll make it. So if you're not that person, kind of, you know, he can keep it moving. And he looked at me. <laughs> he looked at me and laughed. He, you know, I know he didn't say this. He's got a great heart. But I know he was probably thinking like this. This young fool right here, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, man, I don't, you know, I'm not into all that. I'm not into all that. If you're not going to be in my life, then just keep it moving, you know, just keep it going. Uh, if you're not going to call me, then let's keep it moving, you know. And so, uh, and he's called me, you know, and he's been open to me. He's been transparent with me and for me. And so when I came to Charity Church, I think it kind of threw everybody kind of off because everybody was trying to say, oh, he's going to be Bishop so-and-so this. I said, I'm here for Apostle. I'm like, I don't know y'all. And I was being, speaking <laughs> truthful. <laughs> I was speaking truthful. I don't know y'all. I'm here because of him. Like, I don't know y'all. Like, <laughs> I don't know y'all. So if he leaves, I'm leaving. If he stays, yes. I'm staying. So that's yes, how sir. I kind of came across. But I wasn't meaning to slight anybody else. I was just saying, like, I, I don't know y'all. I, I just know him. And so because of that, uh, he transformed my life and changed my life. And he gave me a key that I was missing. Uh, the key that he gave me, which was holiness. Uh, and it wasn't from the standpoint of what I was taught as brought up through, which is religion, but it was just a lifestyle and a lifestyle. And so I was, once he told me that, he said, I can live holy. And I was like, man, get out of here. Like, <laughs> man, man, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm like, man, get out of here. I know Bible. Let me, uh, let me get this word on you. What? I know Bible too. Let me get this thing. But as more as I went into the word of God, and next thing I know, I'm finding out that God says, be holy for I'm holy. And I'm going like, all have, past tense, sin. I was like, oh, snap. So I ain't got a leg to stand on, huh? Mm. A crutch to stand on. I was like, nah, you don't. I was like, so it's a lifestyle change. And I was like, got it. And he gave me that. And next thing you know, things opened up for me, man. Germany opened up for me. Uh, things over Europe opened up for me. And then people started saying that, hey, I want you to be my spiritual father. I want you to be this, that, and the other. I'm going like, wow okay got it got it got it so it's that little piece that i guess i missed and it's not a religious standpoint it's from a lifestyle of knowing who he is and without his my you know my righteousness is the filthy, filthy rags and so it's his covering man it's who he is and i pray that people would see him more than they would know me and see me mm. yeah people can forget me but if they forget him or if they remember him and I've done everything I need to be doing. So my connection is to make sure that people get connected to him by any means necessary, by any means necessary. That's good. That's good. You know, uh, Apostle was on the podcast last month, so. Yeah, I heard you, man. I heard yeah. you. I, I, <laughs> man, I, I tuned in. 
I yeah, that, man. I was like, I don't know if the airways could take all this annoying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. I yeah, but in, it was man. epic. It was epic. It was. It was. I'm a student, man. You know, I don't call myself a disciple just to say disciple. Disciple really ship, discipleship to me really means a student. And yes, a student sir. is one of those that have to know the word of God and, and not just know the word of God from the standpoint of being able to quote out scripture, but understanding to live the lifestyle of a Christian. Mm -hmm. And the living of a lifestyle of a Christian for me is, is that I want to be more like him. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be a disciplined follower of him. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a student. And so when I heard an apostle was coming on the podcast, I'm like, okay, I get to listen. Like, what? You know, I get to listen to hear him again. So I'll listen. I'm not up in North Carolina. And so, uh, and I kind of feel a little kind of somewhat, some way, because everybody up in North Carolina get to hear it all the time. So when I come <laughs> up there and I get my chance to hear him, and I'm, I'm a student, I'm listening, man. I'm taking copious notes. I'm hearing I'm writing stuff down to make sure that I, if I get a chance to perform what I've heard, that I'm on my point. I'm on my P's and Q's, you know what I mean? And yes, so sir. I want to make sure that uh, I'm doing what he's called me to do. Yes, sir. Yeah, when he was on, I, I said, he was like, I'm going all over the place. I said, no, sir. Yeah. Just talk. Just, just yeah, flow. Yeah, let him just ride. Flow. Let him flow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the we, best thing. We're trying to figure out how to get him back on. I'm um, trying to figure out in some capacity because he still had a lot. And we didn't even get through the questions. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got books. Yeah, he does. He's talking got books. Like, what? <laughs> he's got volumes. <laughs> get out of here. Yes, he's got sir. years. He's got decades of life. And it's the way that it's so simple that you would have to want to miss it in order not to get it. That's true. You'd have to want to say, I, I'm not going to get this, not to get it. It's just so simple. Like, you, you You'd have to make so many excuses not to get it, you know, to confuse yourself not to get it. It's that simple. But I love that about him, and I yes, love sir. that about uh, the things that he teaches. And so I'm like you. Uh, how do you contain that? You know, how do you give that time? It was like, you know, here you go. An apostle will go because you can tell his walk with him, the Lord. You can tell his walk is authentic. Mm. You know, there's people who talk all that talk, but there's people who say, you know, literally he goes for a walk with that walk you know yes, and so that's awesome to see and and i learned so much and gleaned so much of how he treats uh maybe not so much everybody thinks about the church but how he treats people and i look at how mm. he treats people who may have done him wrong or yeah. maybe have done him a disservice how is he is he going to be indifferent or is he going to be still authentically the same and so when you see a person like that that still will smile and still give a hug and still will give a hand you're going like okay dang let me step my game up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, okay, bro. I can't hate you no more, man. How about I just don't like you no more or something <laughs> like that? You gotta, you gotta change it. And so it just breaks you walk in truth and it yes, makes sir. you say like either you gonna put up or shut up. Or at least for me, uh, that's how I take the word of God. Uh, I take it without no chaser. You know, I'm just simple in that approach. I just really want to hear what God is saying, believe it, and disobey it. Uh, and if He challenges me with something, if God does, then I want to just do it. I just want to make sure that I'm pleased. He's pleased with me as Marcus. That's what I'm doing and what I'm called to do. Amen. Amen. So, Bishop, let me ask you, as far as a, as a new believer or mm. even a seasoned one, mm -hmm. what do you believe is a key of focus to grow in the faith and in the Lord as well as remain stable in him? Mm. It, to me, it's really, and I don't want to make it sound really simple, but it is. And what I mean about the simplicity is you got to focus on who he is. Mm. Uh, I think so many times we get caught up on everything else that really doesn't amount to anything uh, in church, especially because we've got titles, we've got people, we've got seasons, we've got this, we've got that. And then so as a new convert, who do you believe? 
who do you walk with? Who do you follow? Yeah. And so what I would teach in my Bible studies, not in my Bible studies, I'd do that to my new members orientation. I would do that to every single person who came into my church and I would teach it. And I said that at the end of the day, I want you to focus on Christ. Mm. I want you to focus on him. Uh, I said, because at the end of the day, you have to give an account to him, not to me, to him. And I said, so if you hear anything that is not according to the word of God, don't follow me, man. <laughs> Leave me yeah. in quickness. And so I was very transparent from that standpoint. Uh, and as a new believer, just wanted to get people connected to Christ because I think as Christians, as believers, as seasoned saints, we always want to help somebody in their belief. We want to help them along with their spiritual walk. Yeah. We want to get them to a place of maturity. We yeah. want to get them to a place of milk and get them into meat. Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, that's not what the disciples were called to do, man. They were called to just be catchers of men. Yeah. Catch yeah. them. Catch as many fish you can. I, I believe they have all kinds of fish. They weren't all the same type of fish. They caught all kinds of fish, man. And so if you catch some of that, I, I don't believe it's our job in the body of Christ to now do the cutting, the filleting, and the scaling and all that kind of stuff. I don't believe that's our job in the body of Christ. I think our job in the body of Christ is to be there, to be examples, and to be able to point them towards Christ. Amen. Yeah, this, this is what I would do, but this is what he's done. He's shown us the blueprint. Let's follow him. It's mm -hmm. going to be more success if we follow him. What would you do? Ah, man, I'd follow him. That's what I would do. Yeah. Where'd you, where would you find him? Oh, I found him in Mark. I found him in Matthew. I found him in Genesis. I found him in this, that, that. Follow him. Follow me as I follow him. Yeah, that's my connection is to make sure that new believers, seasoned saints, would focus on what needs to be focused on, which is him, that's Jesus, <laughs> which is the Lord, which is the creator of heaven and earth. Come on, like follow after who? I ain't created nothing. I have not done anything. I don't hold the atmosphere together. I don't keep the shores on their sides. I don't kind of make the consonants stay in the air. No, I follow the God who is the creator of heaven and earth. I follow the guy who I'm going to have to give an account for. And so if people get tripped up on, well, how's he going to come back? Is he going to come back black? Is he going to be white? I tell my church, he come back pink, white, polka dotted with a tutu on. <laughs> Yeah. If you got enough, if you got enough grip to be able to crack open that sky, yes, sir. Call me up to be with him. Yes, sir. I is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. yours. Take me. I'm yours. I'm going with you. Yes, Man, sir. Get that. I let everybody else get caught up on all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm not knocking those who do and want to make their points. My point is this: that listen, I'm going to follow him, and however he comes back, he has enough ability to cause my sin not to be able to hold me down on this earth any longer and i can go with him and be with him in eternity oh that's too easy yes sir it's, i can be with him for eternity oh that's too easy i've been through some stuff uh and i can be at a place where there's no crying no you know no stuff no stealing no i'm good okay sound good to me yeah sound good to me i'll sign me up i'm ready to roll let's go i got my ticket punch let's go yes sir yes yeah, sir. yeah man yeah that's what i would tell a convert you know a new believer and all that kind of stuff stay focused on him the authentic uh, the authenticity of jesus christ in scripture is not uh immutable it's not something that's foul it's not something that's off it's correct in all of its essence uh look at him let him talk to you. He does do all those things. Walk with him. He does do all those things. He does speak in the, quill, the, the quiet still of the day. He does move. He is powerful. He is God. And if he doesn't get tripped up on stuff, then why are you tripping on it? If he don't get bothered by stuff, then why are you getting bothered by yeah. it? You know, come on, man, get out of here. There's too much to life. 
uh, and especially too much to do in our own personal life and try to work out somebody else's salvation with fear and trembling. No, I work on my own. I got enough on Marcus's plate, on Bishop's plate, to make sure that I got enough to stay focused on, man. And so that's what I'm going to do. Not that I don't care about everybody else. I got mine. You get yours. No, it's like, I'm going to follow this way. And and if my way is wrong and your way is right, I'm going to follow your way then. You know, it's not, it's too easy for me. Too easy. I remember you used to say something. uh, It was like, um, you'd rather color on your own page. (laughs) Yeah, man. I learned that in elementary school, man. Yeah, that's it color on my own sheet, man. That's what my elementary school teacher said, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. This has your name on it. Color on your own paper, not everybody else's. And that stuck with me for life. I was like, oh, that's too easy. This, okay, it's got my name on it. You know, I ain't tripping on everybody else's papers, whatever color they got on it. No, I'm getting judged off my paper, my paper. And God has a plan for my life. And so that's what I'm going to be judged off of, not on what you did or somebody else did or or the great men and women of God that have been here on this earth and are still here, I'm not getting judged by their, their standards. I'm getting judged by the standard that God has for me and the plan that he's made for me uh, according to his word that won't change, uh, according to what he has said that won't change. And so I'd rather go with him. I'd rather go with God. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd rather put all my chips in the middle of the table and bet on God. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, Amen. yeah. That's good stuff, sir. That's good. God stuff. is good, man. Yeah, I forgot about that color moment. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, man. Yes, sir. So, um, what do you believe is an important aspect of discipleship that's not being taught or not being taught enough of? An important aspect of discipleship. Yes, sir. Which is, it may sound crazy. No, it may, it may sound new age, but the most important thing is his word. Mm. How are you going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, a disciplined follower of Jesus Christ, a student of his, and you not in his word? Come on, come that on. That don't make no sense, man. <laughs> None at all. None yeah, at no, all. I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. Okay, what does his word say? And you don't have to know everything, but you come on. There's too many things now today that you can look at and look up like this, mm-hmm. you know, on your smartphones or whatever you're using, you can go boom and it can pop up for you and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't make any sense to be a, a follower of Jesus Christ and you don't want to study his word. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be found in his word. You don't want to meditate like he says day and night in his word. It doesn't make any sense, but you want your life to be all that in a bag of chips. It's going to be more air than chip. Yeah. And you have nobody <laughs> else to blame. You know, you got yeah. nobody else to blame except for yourself. That's and he true. says that we should work out our own salvation. And so discipleship and following Jesus, the aspect that people are missing is the word of God, mm. the word of God, the logos, the word that's alive, that's sharper than a two edged sword, that word. I mean, how can you be? And I don't know. And I don't want people to come out of this thinking that I'm casting judgments because no, nah, I'm not. I'm just saying that if I'm going to tell somebody how you can get your bang out of being a Christian, get in that word, man. Find mm. out what that word says. And I can't invest in my life enough to wait for a Sunday to come rolling around. That's seven days I got to wait. No, I can't wait for a Wednesday, the third or fourth day of the week. Come. No, man, I'm going to find out what he's saying on Monday. Mm. I may need something on Tuesday. 
mm-hmm. devil may be after me on Thursday. You know, I may be fighting something on Friday, you know, Saturday, man, I got to find a word, man, that's going to keep me grounded. Um, the Bible talks about that, how his love constrains us. Yes, yes. And he can't constrain us if there's nothing in us. Mm, come on, Bishop. You know, he can't grab me if there's nothing to grab. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> like, come on, that's man. That's good. That's and good. so I, I don't, I am not a jealous person of others because I know what his word says. And so I understand that his word is just not a slice for me and nobody else can have none. I know that he has more slices and more than enough mm. for everybody. So then if he wants me to have it, I'm going to get it all, man. I'm not going to, I didn't come after God or come to know who God is because I came after him soft. That wasn't my life. My life was because I was competitive. I wanted to be the very best. And now I just have that same competitive nature, not trying to be the best in the gospel, but trying to be the most simplest I can to point people to who he is, that I can make sure that I don't get lost. And how I know I won't get lost, if I hide his word in my heart that I may not sin against him. So, you know, I would tell people, if you want to be a great disciple, if you want to be a person that's going to follow after him, get in that word, man. Have that word in your heart. Have that word so much abundance in your heart that people get bothered because all of a sudden you say stuff and you don't have to say this is found in Matthew 3 and 3 or yet this is found in Luke something, something, but they understand that it's coming out and it sounds as if it was their father's voice. Mm. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah, That's God good. is good, man. God is good. God is good. That's good. So the last question, <clears throat> this is uh, this is what I've been itching for anyway. <laughs> what up? What up? Based on, you know, your relationship with God and you communicating with God, what do you hear God saying to you in this season? Wow. In this season where God has took us out of a, what they call a pandemic, uh, taken us out of an, an unusualness, uh, what I just really sense in my life and in my heart is that even though we've come through these things and he got us through these things, that he's still God. So in this season that we've got to really realize that is not by might nor by power, it's by his spirit. And the things that we're so used to doing that if you can't change or adapt, then you're not necessary. (laughs) Can you get where I'm coming from? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you can't adapt and you can't change, and if you want to have it like this all the time, He's changing. He he doesn't change like he's new, but I'm saying that he's moving. Mm-hmm. He's that pillar of fire by day and or by night and that cloud by day. He was moving. He was moving God. And so I don't want to be, and I pray that we don't become so self-centered that we fail to move with the thing God is doing. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't have to be the same thing like we had it before because he closed down the churches. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same thing. He, he closed down the sporting events. It doesn't have to be the same thing. He closed down your favorite restaurant. It doesn't have to be the same thing. He closed down, you can't go to the store. He's doing new things. So if he's doing new things, flow with him. Yeah. Go with him. Stay with him. He's not lost anybody. Come on. This is what he does. And Mm -hmm. so we don't, we shouldn't get caught up on focusing on what the world is saying because this world is ran off of the majority. 
Mm-hmm. If the majority says it, then that must be law. If the majority says that must be fact. If the majority says it on television, that must be what's going on. No, it's what his word says. Wow. You can believe whatever you want to say. God is going to let heaven and earth pass away, but he's not going to let his word. He's not going to let his word. And so for a person to think that God will allow his word toward that person to come back to him void, mm. you got to be crazy. You got yeah. to be crazy. You got to be missing something. So God will do whatever he needs to do to make sure that he does what he needs to do in Pastor BJ's life, in the listener's life. He will do whatever he needs to do to make sure that you're at the place you need to be and at the mm. position you need to be. And I don't care how many people are in front of you. It doesn't matter. It don't matter, man. No, no. It don't matter. It matters about what his word is towards you. And so his word for us and for me or for my life is he's doing something new. And so to stay with him, I don't want the world to be the creative voice. Mm-hmm. I don't want the world to be the creative uh, geniuses of what God is doing. No, yeah. no. Nah, nah. I don't want to hear all that. I want to hear the believers say it. I want to somebody. I want to hear a, a pastor BJ on a podcast saying it. I want to hear somebody else who's in the body of Christ whose life is worth something mm-hmm. to say something, so I can move off of that. Wow, that's yeah. I, I'm not interested in what television is telling me. I'm not interested in what the news is telling me. I'm not interested in what Hollywood is telling me. I'm not interested in what people down the street is telling me. I'm not listening to people what, what people are saying in the barbershop. No, I want to hear my. I want to hear him. I want to hear him. Uh, one of the things the Lord told me when I just became a first convert, man, is that people can come to church all the time and still not hear him. Whoa. Yeah. So true, sir. Yeah. So they can true. come to church all the time and not hear him. And I'm not saying I'm the guru of hearing God, but I want to make sure that I can hear him. If I can hear him and there's all kind of stuff going on, then I can focus on him when there's a still quietness of the day, mm-hmm. you know, and what I'm hearing God is telling me in my heart, is that he's doing some things that are just incredible, that he's moving away, that people have to make sure that they understand that he's not going to do it the same way they used to be. You know, mm-hmm. we always talk about, you know, God is not going to pour an old wine into the new wine into the old wine skin. <clears throat> he's not. He's not going to pour new wine into old wine skin. He's not. So why are we expecting him to do that old stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So true. He's talking about, well, so if he true. ain't going to move like this, then that ain't God. How do you know it's God? You ain't seen tomorrow. So true. You don't know what three weeks from now. You don't know what a year is from now. So stop. What is he doing right now? Right now he's moving. He's still saving. He's still doing what God knows how to do. He doesn't sleep in slumber. He's still on his post. And I'm glad he's still on his J-O-B. Because if I was on my J-O-B, I'd be in trouble. And everybody else would be too. <laughs> so true, sir. So true. That's good stuff, sir. Man, God is good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, unfortunately, you know, we, we kind of at the close of it. I've enjoyed Got you. it. Got um, you, man. At the end of each podcast, we always have a moment where we do an invitation for the listener who may not know the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you would, sir, would you kindly kind of close out the podcast with the invitation to those who may not know Christ? Oh, man, most definitely, man. If you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I can tell you how much you're missing, but until you taste and see how good the Lord is, is this somebody telling you something? Uh, my thing is, I dare you to just try him, the authentic Jesus, the, the Jesus that's not tainted by man's words, the Jesus that's not tainted by man's vision, the Jesus that's not tainted by religion. Just take Jesus in your home, driving in your car, 
wherever you may be at, just ask him to come to your life, come into your heart. And I guarantee you that he will come in in such a unique kind of way that you'll know as him, that is nobody else can take the credit for it. So for you that's out there watching this podcast today, man, try Jesus. Just try Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. Not the one who's in the grave someplace, not the one who's on somebody's tombstone. No, I'm talking about the one who's living, who's breathing, who's watching over everything about you, who cares about every single hair on your head, who cares about everything that's happening to you and for you, and he just wants to bless your life. He just wants to come into your heart. And if you open up your heart and not harden your heart, he'll come into it. He'll come into it. Will your life be changed? Will it be different? Will it be transformed? I don't know about all those things, but what I can tell you, I'd rather have him in my life and go through some things than him out of my life and go through some things. It's better to have him in your vessel and your vessel's going down because you know that your vessel won't sink because he's in there and he has a plan for your life. So try Jesus today. Allow him to come into your heart, confess him as your personal Lord and Savior and understand that this walk, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, he can take you just like you are. No, don't change nothing, man. Don't try to be like somebody else. He can take you just like you are. Allow him to come in your life. Allow him to come in your heart. Man, can I just pray real quickly? Yes, sir. Father, we pray right now and thank you for every brother and sister that's out here, wherever they are, wherever they're from, Lord God, that you touch them and that you keep them and that you watch over them, Lord God. We understand and realize that your hands are not too slip, your arms are not too short. We thank you right now that you're coming into their lives, coming into their hearts, and you're removing every obstacle right now under the authority of Jesus Christ. We thank you now for your anointing, which removes every burden and destroys every yoke. And I thank you right now that over one soul being saved, over one soul being saved, your word declares that the angels in heaven are rejoicing. So, Father, we thank you right now for this house party, this heavenly party, Lord God, for our brothers and sisters who made a, a life-changing decision right where they are to come to you, to allow you to be their personal Lord and Savior, to allow you to come into their lives. Father, we thank you right now for them. We thank you for your blood, which protects, purges, and purifies. And we thank you right now that you'll guide them and the steps of a good man are ordered by you. You take delight in their word and their path. We bless you, O oh God, and we praise you, our King, for it is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that you continue to bless this podcast, Lord God. Bless the man of God, the visionary of this place, the visionary of this house, Lord God. And Father, I pray right now that you continue to expand his capacity to receive from you, Lord God. Father, we thank you right now for his steps. We thank you right now for his umbrella that you're allowing him to have and his voice that is allowing it to go to the nations. We just bless you, O oh God, and we praise you, our King. For it is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in which we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, sir, <laughs> thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. bless you. I love bless you so you, much, man. sir. Thank love you, you too, so much. man. For y'all that don't know out there, BJ can sing, y'all. I'm <laughs> y'all. I'm working on the album still, sir. I'm working on the album man, still. Man, what's it's up, coming. man? That's brother's <laughs> fire, man. You know, every time he's sung up there in Charity Church, man, I hear him singing. I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. I This is why you didn't give it to me, because you know that I'd be a singing person, man. I'd be singing wherever I went, man. You know, you could pass me the potatoes. You know, I'd like, move out of my way. I'd be singing everywhere, boy. I tell you what. He says, why well, need you to stay in my word, man? You're a fool. <laughs> Bless you, BJ, man. Bless Love you, man. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. Yes, sir. It's God is good, man. It's yes, my sir. pleasure. Yes, it's my pleasure. Bless you, sir. Thank you so very much. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, beloved, for tuning in to another podcast, and we'll see you all next time. God bless. Stay on for me, Bishop. Bless you.